Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, we're good to go. We're kind of doing things on the run here. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show, Freeing America One Enslaved Mind at a Time. And you can see we have Jamie Walden with us. And uh, sometimes you got to do things on the run when your guest is on the road and he's on the road and you can see really good accommodations here. I'd love to be there with Jamie playing a game of pool right now, but we're <laughs> going to play a game of Apophis or as some of you say Apophis. And we're going to talk about the dangers, the strategies, the predictions and related events. But before we do, okay, we got to pay some bills and I'll promise I'll keep this brief, but this is something I think you might want. This is very unique. You say, Dave, it's just binoculars. No, it's not. These are night vision binoculars, and they're not beyond the reach of average income people now. Uh, long distance, see in the dark like it's daytime, and you can record in 4K. You could take still photos, and people go, oh, I love this because I'm an outdoor enthusiast and blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Guess what? You do it. I do this. I, look at this. It's self-defense at home. If I want to scan the horizon for threats in the dark, I have an advantage. And if you have night vision, and as my good friend Bob Griswold used to say, the late Bob Griswold, Bob used to say, if you have night vision and that guy doesn't, you're going to win. Ladies and gentlemen, nightwatchpro.com, 15% off. There's other benefits, nightwatchpro.com. All right, Jamie, I've wanted to do a show on this forever, and I have to confess to the audience, usually I know – most of the topics I interview about fairly well. Um, I know enough on uh, this topic to be dangerous, uh, dangerously ignorant. So I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad I have an expert like you on to explain this because what little I know, I think this is realistically this is a real this is a threat. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And and like you were sharing with the listeners, I'm kind of on the road. So I'm in, I'm actually in a shoot house out here in uh, Minnesota. Just spoke at a men's conference last night, uh, out here outside Minneapolis. So David called me, uh, before I left and said, Hey, let's do an interview on a POPA. So I packed up all my, even my audiovisual stuff and did a check bag before I got out here so we could do this interview. But just as a side note for the listeners is, I just went to pull all my documents. I've been doing deep dive on Apophis for about the last three years, give or take, uh, uh, really about seven years. And uh, I went to print off all my notes and they're nowhere on my computer. So I'm going to be doing my best to regurgitate some of the information without having 
the exact, you know, uh, primary source quotes and the different space agencies and planetary defense organizations and the dates and times of the simulations that have been re- run regarding this Apophis. So I apologize to the listeners. Some of this you won't be able to, to instantaneously fact check because I don't have the, the hard data right in front of me, but I've been, uh, like I said, absorbed in this information for long enough to be able to speak to it with a degree of of uh, uh authenticity and and for lack of a better word uh, uh academic integrity. So with that, you know, it's one of the, the this concept of apophis which is so fascinating that it just blew up on the mainstream media within the last two or three weeks. I mean, everything from MSM to NBC to official NASA documents, European space agencies, all the uh subsidiaries, dailymail.com, all these other mega news organizations which basically ultimately even into southeast asia and aspects of the middle east have picked up this story regarding apophis and what's fascinating about that is the information regarding apophis has actually been available and well researched and documented for several years eight eight to ten years really when they locked onto this thing um the late dr tom horn has done seminal work i'm gonna just say this right off the bat if anybody wants to do a deep dive and have a working understanding of the reality of the eschatology and the biblical worldview overlaying with what the scientific community is saying and the central planners about Apophis is you must get Dr. Tom Horn, the late Dr. Tom Horn's books, uh, both The Messenger, which I believe is available at Skywatch TV and probably on Amazon as well, too, and also The Wormwood Prophecy. Both of them were well-researched and pinned by him, and it's a great consolidation, this information. But what's interesting is, is Dave, we'll, we'll go macro and then we'll work down into the micro, is that when you look at the reality of all the moves, all of the moves of the central planners for the last 40 years from the time that President Ronald Reagan made an address to the United Nations General Assembly in 1987, his famous quote that's often used within the Christian truth or the truther movement about, you know, I often wonder that uh, how quickly all of our grievances would disappear if we all understood that we were facing a common threat, an alien threat from outer space. Anybody can go watch that address from President Ronald Reagan. That that was the official announcement to all the global elite and all the central planners because all that data gets shared that in the late or or in in the early 80s, they locked on to this asteroid and they absolutely mathematically know the trajectory of it. So by the way, any flat earthers, just stop. Just don't send any emails. Don't say anything. I'm just gonna say that unequivocally. The flat earth phenomenon is the most under-researched, uneducated, anti-biblical cosmology ever. Just don't even send me your stuff and say asteroids are a holographic projection and so are birds. They land on power lines to recharge because they're all drones. Like this flat earth thing is just insane. It is a perfect psyop to convince a majority of the super duper uh, truthers that the earth is flat. I mean, when you do a deep dive on flat earth, sorry, not to get on a tangent, but I will. Uh, deep dive on flat earth. The whole concept of a dome and a firmament, the flat earth is actually not biblical. It's actually occultic and they misalign and misappropriate and misinterpret uh, a handful of scriptures to justify their cosmology to then be the most militant people on the face of the earth. I think flat earthers could probably join up with Antifa and they uh, would realize that they have more in common than they ever realized because they're, yeah, but don't the let them breed. Don't let them breed because yeah. it'll be the, the dumbing down people on the face of the earth. So it'll be the dumbing down of the planet if you let them breed. Yeah. So 
If you're flat earth, just go ahead and turn this off because you're not going to believe anything anyways because you don't believe NASA, you don't believe in outer space, you don't believe in asteroids, you don't believe in anything, you don't believe in cosmos, you don't believe in whatever, so just go ahead and turn it off. Okay, now that that's out of the way, we can move on with this. Um, okay, I didn't want to get in, interrupt that flow. That was awesome. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, um, it's just they're the number one most militant, hostile people on the face. I've never seen anything like that group, but um, – so so this is the thing, Dave, is when you look at it from the early 80s on is it starts giving you context for what's going on. And it is because of these central planners did lock on to this space body. Right. There's a difference between asteroids and comets and meteoroids and meteorites and meteors. Right. There are different different connotations for that. But that everything has to be viewed from that context, including the global depopulation agenda, including central bank digital currencies, including the the visits to Antarctica, which most of your listeners are going to be familiar with. Uh, it's related to the transhumanism movement. It's related to the 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 incessant insatiable push for World War Three for a very significant instantaneous global depopulation, and it's actually even the context for what went down with uh with COVID over the last couple of years and this this um force measure for one thing to do things with inside our bodies we won't go there uh but also the consolidation of all forms of central planning and distribution food distribution and um supply chains and. And so it's actually all interconnected to the reality of what's going on with Apophis. This even gets into, Dave, the, the workings of the constructs globally, not just here Western-centrically, of the what we'll call the immigration crisis, because that's the, the normal language that gets used for it. But it is a restructuring and a re-sowing even of genetic dispersions across the face of the earth because they all know that Apophis is coming. So now let me get into some primary source information regarding that. We know absolutely that Mark Zuckerberger is currently putting in a deep underground military base on Hawaii. By the way, a particular island, Maui, we'll circle back to that. We know that the majority of the global elites are doing that. When you talk to people in the long-term storable food thing, their shelves are being cleaned out instantly. Every time we hear these uh, words of, you know, oh, 60 million chickens had to be cold and 1 million pigs had to be cold and all these different cattle had to be cold and all these crops were bad. Every time we hear one of those things in the news reports, those are systematically being pulled in, taken off of the consumer market, and they're actually being put into the deep underground military bases. This includes even when we think about the closing of the doors on the Salvard seed vault, the seed vault, which contains all these heirloom seeds, millions of them cataloged so that they can regenerate the earth. Now we can even take it a step further and look at uh, even pop culture with Elon Musk and the different uh, uh, tech gurus, which we've seen the predictive programming in all the movies with, uh, you know, Tony Stark and all that. And then here's the real guy. They were sowing the 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 concept for that to come into play uh, to be able to have this coordination between the private and the public sector to be able to go at this threat of Apophis coming in. Now, that doesn't even get started with all the recent murmurings and physical um, actions that have been taken by the central planners with regards to planetary defense. And by the way, listeners, planetary defense is a real thing. There is strategies in place. There's international planetary defense. There's planetary defense treaties that have been signed into. There's all kinds of things going on with space. 
Jamie, but I say let, that let me, to let say me, is, I want to interject this real quick. Um, my dad was on the carrier Roosevelt and in charge of rewiring the combat information center when they put the first nukes on. His boss and Admiral were best friends. His the Admiral's son, same age as me, we grew up together on various military bases. He worked for the secret space group before Trump uh, public put a public. And he has told me exactly what you're saying. He has talked about the treaties, the military arrangements, how militarized space is, and you're exactly right. And it's a planetary defense system that's formed against different threats. I'll yeah. just say that. I'm telling you, I can verify firsthand that this is true. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, and, and again, not, not to get hung up on the, on the flat earthers, but it's significant because it's a part of a bigger deception to, to sow this myth and disinformation, even among the truther movement for the lack, for lack of a better word, that typically is in tune to these things. They're the ones that are breaking open the seals and, and exposing, you know, the different, you know, hidden hand of things that are going on and piecing things together. So it's actually a specific. It's a specifically targeted uh, asymmetric warfare disinformation campaign to even really pump up this flat earth thing, because then you'll be dismissive of any data that is actually coming out of NASA and out of these other things. I have a personal friend that specifically works on space based rovers and vehicles, and he has explained to me and told me the math that they use unequivocally for how they have to do that. I mean, I know I I went to a, a naval special warfare school on uh, communications, you know, based out of Coronado Island with the teams to learn how to utilize the ionosphere to create, you know, secure communications to bounce around the globe based on the different layers and structures of the Earth's atmosphere for our high-speed comms that we need to put up in a battle space, right? So, uh, and, and then you have the initiation of even Space Force, which is incredibly relevant because, um, let, let me get back on track here and, and I'll kind of start with that as a lead in. Okay. And 20, uh, now don't quote me cause I don't have my paper on this is either June of 2018 or 2019 that the central planners of Europe and the U S held a simulation in New York city based on what would happen if a impact of the debris trail of an asteroid were to strike off the coast of the United States of America and take out up to one third of the earth, one third of the earth by this, we'll call it like a bird shot from a shotgun, a bird shot blast over one third of the earth. It's particular to know, or, or you must know, paramount to know that that one third language is only ever biblical. It's only other biblical that God has said a great mountain of fire is going to be cast down in the sea, a third of the grass, a third of the trees, a third of the fish, a third of the sea, a third of the uh, ships, a third of the earth is dark, a third of the sun is darkened, a third of the moon is barking, darkened. One third is radically significant to the um, trumpet blast in the book of Revelation, which lay out systematically what the scientific community has said they fully expect to happen with a near-earth object asteroid impingement against the uh the the earth from a planetary space body so the simulation was ran in 2018 2019 uh just uh right into the beginning of the trump administration and what they found was that uh 
Uh, nothing worked. They said all central planning failed. They ran the simulation of asteroid impact like bird shotting the east coast of the United States. Uh, all their central planning failed. Uh, water, sewer, you know, um, uh, electrical grid failed. The, they did the um, uh, amount of damage from the people, the chaos factor that was included in that. How all the central planning backed up, uh, in the simulation, they did try, uh, a dart mission, which we know they actually physically tried, right? That's the double asteroid redirection. Uh- we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Um, thing that they did. Was it a projectile? Was it projectile or frequency? It was projectile. They actually smashed a, you know, man-made technological device. Like we'll, we'll just call it a satellite for, for ease of, you know, uh, imagery 
and they and they used the jets on it to smash it into an asteroid to see if they could direct it off course. They also, in the simulation, but it's not a simulation, they're actively doing these things. They showed you in the in the movie Armageddon. They are actively wargaming, having to try to redirect the asteroid with a barrage of space-based nuclear weapons to see if they could remove the trajectory. Also, there is a... Uh, it's under the guise of asteroid mining. If anybody wants to dig into the world of astro mining that they're talking about right now, a company called Astroforge, which says that it can land on an asteroid and drill into it and extract rare and precious metals that are worth trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. What they're telling you, though, is that they're trying to actually land rovers onto an asteroid to drill into it to detonate it from the inside out. These are all active programs currently being employed and deployed right now by the globe, the global community, because of this planetary threat of Apophis that's coming in. So after this finding, this simulation that was ran in 2019, within six weeks, Trump initiated Space Force. That should tell you something. And they have the most loose, obscure directive ever. Nobody really understands what Space Force actual tangible mission set is. It's unbelievably obscured. And then within that, what they're finding was from this simulation in 2018, 2019, was that the number one threat was not the effects of the asteroid that we could recover from that humanity could recover from that. But what their findings were is the number one threat was what Michael Yawn has coined human osmotic pressure. The human chaos factor was what all their computer modelings set out and, and, uh, and establish. So guess what it was that their consensus was after war gaining this simulation. I'll tell you, they said, Given the findings of this simulation of an asteroid being seen in the sky, the human chaos factor, the breakdown of all central planning because people won't go to work and the, and the chaos and the rooting and the lighting and the violence because of the blockading of all forms of mobility and mobilization for the asteroid because of the human chaos factor, because of the lockdown of cities, because of the human chaos factor, and because of the amount of information that was getting out through social media platforms regarding the asteroid coming, their, their uh, um, consensus was that they needed to consolidate all forms of media now this was 2018 into 2019. They need to consolidate all forms of media globally. They need to consolidate all governments globally so that there's one centralized government for all the world. They needed to reduce any mom and pop based uh, forms of supply and supply chains that they couldn't control. So they needed to consolidate all the supply chains so that they could manage the supply chains. They needed to create a massive what what I'm coining. This wasn't their language. They used different, you know eloquent eloquent speech but a massive form of cancel culture and uh social media reductionism and control mechanisms through ai algorithms to block media uh transmissions getting out about the truth about the threat of this asteroid and they need to consolidate all forms of governmental banking and they need to they needed to subtly do away with uh, global sense of nationalism because with a nationalistic pride, the communities of the world won't work together. And then sing, and then lastly, Dave, lastly, what they're finding was 
was that the Earth's population, because of the human chaos factor, was so out of control that they needed to do whatever was possible to reduce the population by several billion before the asteroid could be visible in the sky. We all know what happened in 2020, and we all know what's happening right now with World War III, and we all know what's happening with all these other things. Their findings, based on this simulation, if we think about it empirically and objectively, they have systematically been implementing ever since that simulation was ran. Very well may be true that, and I hear your logic. I cannot find fault in your logic, but I'm calling nonsense on their justifications because they're calling for things that have very little to do with planetary defense and has everything to do with wiping out freedom and establishing a dictatorial new world order. Do you agree with that? This is an excuse to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 so we know that they have layers of agendas that they build into these right, things, right? Exactly. They don't have plan A, B and C. They have plan A through the entire Chinese, you know, uh symbolic alphabet. So they have so many different plans here, but what the space agencies are particular particularly saying and now we're seeing this soft cell right this predictive programming softening of the global psyche not american this is global information of the threat of this asteroid is because by their science not the official nasa science but the other mass mathematicians and astronomers and astrophysicists when they work the numbers through their modeling not nasa's modeling nasa says don't worry it's going to be a near miss it's not a big deal hey apophis near miss cover story cover story cover story yep but the scientific community is saying no when you work the numbers with integrity this thing is going to hit the earth why is that relevant i say I, I can take them from the secular scientific community. I take them at their word because the word of God exactly says that that's what's going to happen. And what's particular about it is when you read the earth sciences and the magnetospheric type changes and the, and the different, uh, atmospheric changes and the changes in the water and the bacteria and the blah, 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 and the heat waves and the steam conversions, right? And the shifting of the jet streams and the solar wind or the, the wind storms with the shifting of jet streams. And then the, 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 uh, crustal place, uh, crustal shift and displacement because of the impact, the volcanism that we could expect to see, the amount of debris thrown in the air, air, right? They have all these crazy modelings. Such detailed earth science modelings that I know I actually believe them for once because that's exactly what the word says. It's exactly what God lays out as the judgment wormwood, right? The wormwood prophecy, which means bitterness or gall coming and striking the earth. And then the after effects and the multiple effects of these mega meteoroid or asteroid showers, meteoroid showers coming and striking the earth and peppering it like birdshot from a shotgun over one third of the earth. That's what the scientific community says. That's what the word says in every detail in between. Dave? Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, you're making my mind run wild here. You've tied together smart city, CBDC, depopulation, the need for the war, followed by the clot shot deaths. I mean, you've hit a lot of territory. But if they were sincere about stopping this asteroid, let me tell you what's wrong with their projections. I've had this discussion with my Space Force friend. 
Um, taking down an asteroid, if if it's within the Earth's gravitational pull to any degree, you break that asteroid up, you've turned one big bomb into a million small bombs. You don't change anything in reality. That was the first thing we talked about. And then we talked about Tesla technology. Why wouldn't you redirect the object by changing the gravitational field through the use of frequencies? Yeah. Well, to your first point, Dave, I bit from a biblical worldview to your first point, I believe that that's exactly what they're going to attempt in their Nimrodian hubristic nature. Yes. It's, and, and that's what you see in all the movie that, that movie. I'm not, I'm not endorsing it. It's reprobate, but don't look up on Netflix. And then you have, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Armageddon and then you have, uh, um, uh, Greenland with Gerard Butler and then you have Deep Impact. They've been showing you this since they discovered in the 80s. They recurrently show you this. And I believe to your first point, Dave, that that's exactly what they're going to do. Again, because biblically what it says is there is one big chunk. It says, behold, I saw a mountain of fire cast down in the sea, right? And it destroyed this, that, and the other thing. But then it also says, and I saw stars falling from the heavens like figs ripened, being shaken from a fig tree. There you go. Balls of hail mixed with fire rained down all over all the earth and a third of the earth and a third of the grass and a third of the trees, which when you kill that, then you get famine, right? And then a third of the fish. And so the Bible reads exactly what your friend from what what your um your contact in space forces has war gamed out with you is tons thousands tens of thousands of smaller they don't have to be even bigger than a softball to look like to have the the kinetic energy beyond our comprehension of a low u nuclear weapon raining down on the earth on one third of the earth at one time as the earth is on its uh you know uh, rotational its axial ro- rotational wobble and it comes through the debris trail of this shattered asteroid it's going to shotgun blast whatever one third of the earth happens to be in that rotational aspect at that time as it passes through the debris trail so i say absolutely i I believe in their hubristic nature that's absolutely what they're going to do and it's absolutely going to fail because it is actually god's just judgment on the face of the earth to get humanity's attention one last time boy Interesting. So what I'm hearing from you is on multiple fronts, from economic to civil liberties to planetary safety and depopulation genocidal threats. Uh, they kind of have a unified field theory approach to weaponize Apophis to accomplish all these goals. Am, am I right? Yes. That has been my that has been my em- empirical conclusion digging into this is like the big aha. So it's like, you know, I you study each one of these things in, in compartmentalization, and there may be a little bit of overlap, right, on our Venn diagram. But when I started digging into, because of studying the word, right, that's why I dug into it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what, in the, when I read the word just with childlike faith, right, no outside eschatology, super duper uh, seminary-based theological doctrinal training, but just read it as a Joe Schmo, I'm like, it reads like one 
recurrent, I mean, one consistent event from astral catastrophism based on a planetary threat. And it does this, this, this. And I, I have basic scientific understanding of like, this is what you would expect to see with the earth science changes and the great earthquakes. And again, the volcanism and the debris in the sky, even up to it talks about the scorching of the heat in the end times, how men will hide themselves from the scorching of the heat and no longer they'll feel heat. And then I'm studying about asteroids and it talks about the disruption of these space bodies on the magnetosphere, which weakens it and thins it and allows for mega radiation, solar radiation to come through and literally scorch humanity. And here's the interesting part about that, Dave. Guess what they say regarding this from the astronomy-based and astrophysics world is they say that that solar radiation with the perturbance in the magnetosphere could potentially alter the genetic strain and corrupt the genetic strain. So we should plan accordingly to change the genetic strain of humanity for this future event. Enter transhumanism. That's why I'm like, the the more I, I'm like, oh my goodness. It was the big, like, Jamie P. Brain aha moment was like, dude, this is all connected. They know this is all about the asteroid. They know. And then so even uh, modern monetary theory, right? Modern monetary theory, which has been to oblivion, which no economist in the world knows works. They they all know it's a farce, yet they're doing it. Why? Because they know the reset's coming. None of it matters. None of it matters. So they're just going gangbusters from all these different levels because they absolutely know that they know because of the mathematical precision that it is a certainty at this date and this time, everything's going to change. And by the way, if I haven't mentioned it yet, according to the international space bodies, that's in 2029, April 2029. Why is that relevant? Because if you're looking at it from a biblical worldview, that is the midpoint of the tribulation is when this when the trumpets start getting broke open and wormwood comes, it's right smack in the middle of the tribulation. And it's after that that all the world governmental consolidation stuff goes on. So back up three and a half years from April of 2029, and you arrive at October 2025 is when we would expect to begin to see really bad things as described in great detail in the Bible breaking out. When is, uh, when it was the Deagle report? 2025. What's World Economic Forum? 2025. What's the Davos Group findings? 2025. What's the rollout of different emerging technologies and the transition over to AI? Again, all that AI depopulation agenda is because of the asteroid. It's all centered on 2025. Everything is centered on 2025 for a reason, because 2029 is when they expect to have the effects i'm not saying by the way let me make this definitive statement this is not an extinction level event this is not an ellie this is a near-earth object right or potentially pho potentially hazardous object and the effects of the debris in the debris trail is what we see listed biblically not some earth shattering exploding thing that you see in movies that's not biblical there's no biblical basis for that an asteroid does not destroy the earth an asteroid affects the earth in a mega way so but what happened with the dinosaurs didn't didn't dinosaurs perish because of an asteroid 
Yeah, and that gets into like the younger Dryas theory and these different aspects, even with the Noahic flood and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, different, um, systematic things that occurred throughout time. And there's even a lot of overlap with, you know, people out there. Like I think of a Gil Broussard off the top of my head that do the deep dive on planet X, you know, planet seven, planet X, Gabriel's fist, Nibiru, lots of different names out there. And even, um, archaeologically and throughout historicity, there's depictions of this winged planet, even in their pictographs and hieroglyphs and geoglyphs and stuff like that, that cycles back around on a very systematic cycle. And then when it does, that's when the mega things occur. So there's been some really adept researchers that have actually looked at it biblically, everything from the flood to when the sun sun stood still in the days of Joshua to the sign in the sky in the days of Nineveh with Job preaching in Nineveh and and uh different other astral catastrophism based things like Sodom and Gomorrah and the and the uh fire and brimstone from the heavens raining down that it was they've done it and marched it out or systematically it was on the exact uh whatever uh, uh, celestial cycle to the year, to the day of exactly what they're talking about going on with the POFIS. So there is some linear in- interconnectivity to all that as well, Dave. Wow. Let me go down a couple of different avenues here with you because you've given us so much um, solution-based. Um, I know the Philadelphia experiment was real. It was Tesla-based technology. And they wanted to take the Eldridge fire projectile at it and have it dematerialize to be like in a different dimensional reality, a different space, and then come back to its original position. And it was a defensive mechanism. Um wasn't a cloaking device, but it failed miserably because when they reappeared, men uh, were meshed into bulkheads and just terrible, terrible things happened. Okay. Um, when my father went to work with the German scientists after World War II, and his duty date started in 1957 on doing this. He um, he talked to the Germans about dematerialization, and we have the technology. It's actually been rolled out. Leipzig, Germany, 2008. They dematerialized and rematerialized an object. There's video of it. it used to be on YouTube, but then they scrubbed it. Um, if you apply that technology and could project it with a craft, you should be able to dematerialize the object and put it into a hyperspace dimension, and it could uh, actually pass through the same plane as the Earth without impacting the physicality of the Earth. Do you know if that's ever been discussed as a possible uh, strategy to use old Tesla technology uh, via the Philadelphia experiment, but modernize it and uh, dematerialize and rematerialize the object after it passes through. I, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. That's fascinating. And, you know, knowing and understanding their, their depth of insight regarding, uh, harmonic resonance, waveform, ELF, you know, extremely low frequency based, uh, what we'll call directed energy weapons. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they have that type of capability. And again, that goes back to even this implementation of Space Force, right? This planetary, this planetary defensive strategy and the amount of private sector satellites or whatever they're putting up everywhere. I mean, there's a French company that's putting up more than even Tesla. There are so many things going into space within the last five to six years that it's unfathomable. 
And it, it cannot be for the simplicity of high speed telecom so that they can achieve their internet of things and implement the B system. I mean, I know that's a secondary part of it, right? Is to have this counterfeit omniscience and omnipresence through technology over the face of the earth. But there's also these secondary things. And I believe it is because they understand what's coming, coming on the face of the earth with regard to this asteroid because of the, the math involved. Math that levels that, that guys like you and I can't understand that they they do know. People go, oh, they couldn't know. And it's like, no, they actually do know. And they're pretty accurate. Not to say that they catch everything, right? Because they do miss certain stuff all the time. We're getting reports from the space agencies about how they didn't see something coming or it was hidden behind something else and they missed it. And their math calculations were a little bit off. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a human error component. But for the most part, they're able to be fairly accurate with this. And again, uh, let me back up. This gets into the whole, you know, idiocracy of the truther movement to deny every single thing that comes out of NASA because we didn't land on the moon. And it's like, how strategic is it to make you deny every piece of data that comes out of NASA? It's like, does NASA lie? Sure. Has have have they faked and done whatever because of different geopolitical and geostrategic things that are going on in the world at particular times, Cold yep. War era and all that? Absolutely. Unequivocally. That's what governments do. But it would be a fools, Aaron, in a red herring argument to deny all the data that comes out of NASA because you think they just, you know, shot the moon landing in a, in a studio. And it's like, OK, maybe they did. But that doesn't mean that their data is wrong. Like there's real science with real scientists with real brains that are really crunching the numbers. And this is what they come up with. And even the amateur astronomers. And by the way, animal astron- astronomers are, are amateur. They are not amateur by any means. My uncle in Rock Island, Illinois, had a huge observatory in the back of his house. The whole dome door sliding thing, rotating computer program to sync up to the stars again. Any flat earthers, sorry, you're just straight up to see beyond comprehension. And he and um. He was a part of a- amateur astronomy-based things where he would even go to Hawaii at particular times of the year, down into Arizona, Southwest Desert, where there's more more clarity. And these amateur astronomers are usually the ones that are locking onto these objects and working the data in a form of integrity because there's no governmental bureaucratic control sure, mechanism. Sure, sure. And they're saying that this thing is being locked onto. Let me... Because I, I want to, I want to ask you. I want to do origin yeah, question before you go forward. Do you know when Apophis was actually discovered or planned? If I had my notes, I do. There, there's a, there's a date and time and why it was named and where they locked onto. Yeah, ballpark idea. I, I can't. I, I believe it was in the, in the, what they say is in the late '80s. But again, I don't have my data in front of me. Um, what's well, what, something, Jamie? Should, let me tell you what I suspect. But you go further away from this. I know this is true for a fact. Tesla had his files raided upon his death. They took 60 boxes, 80 boxes, and they've kept 20. They released 60 now under Freedom of Information Act. Uh, what my father told me was that there was a different physics for Tesla. And the decision was made after his death and continued on that they would stick with Newtonian physics as much as possible for the education of our students three-dimensional physics, and take the um, the magical physics, so to speak, the hyperdimensional physics, 
and use it amongst themselves. And I asked my father, what would be the purpose that it goes one control of technology, advanced technology. And he said, that's obvious. And he said that has monetary implications, political power implications. But he also said, there's another factor. If we knew of a threat in space and he wasn't specific, he said, the advanced physics would be the way to go. And these are discussions he had with the Germans. And I'll give you one more on this. Vance Davis, good friend of mine, 32-year friend, was with the uh, NSA attached to NATO, and they were taught in their briefings, good guys, bad guys fought in the cosmos, the bad guys lost, they were cast down to earth. Hello, Genesis 6 and fallen angels and the Nephilim. And so... Vance said their goal, as they were told, was to crack the human soul and destroy God's prized creation. He said they were more secular in their explanation, but he said effectively it was Genesis 6. He then went on to say they couldn't crack the soul, so they decided to change the human being. And he described transhumanism to me in 1991 with great detail, but they didn't use the word transhumanism then. He didn't call it that. But he described it. He wrote a book called Unbroken Promises where he describes it. So what I'm telling you is this is satanic, number one. It's satanic in origin because it's fallen angel. But number two, I bet Apophis is a directed weapon that's been coming for some time. That's interesting that you should say that because there is some speculation out there that somehow it's guided or whatever. And uh and it's interesting to note that Apophis is an Egyptological deity. That's very particular. Anybody who has a biblical worldview, uh, that Egypt is is spoken of regularly from a spiritual connotation, not the geographical land of Egypt, but of the ruling principality of Egypt. All the way into the book of Revelation, Egypt is is recurrent and breaks back on the scene as Egyptological spirit. And Apophis is a god of chaos, a serpentine god of chaos is what it's referred to as, which is interesting because in Genesis 1-1, when the world was tohu and bohu, it began with Leviathan, the chaos dragon, Mm -hmm. a serpentine chaos dragon. And then here you are, they just happen to name it Apophis, you know, this Egyptological god of chaos and darkness. And the particular qualifier about Apophis of the 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 etymology of the egyptian god is that it cannot be reversed that's a very particular that's a very particular moniker in reference to the egyptological god of chaos is that when the destruction when apophis comes it can never be reversed that's what they named this asteroid and and to move even a little bit more into that realm is that they're now sending these different missions these space-based missions in preparation for this thing. And their their mission is called OSIRIS-REx, and it's the Bennu something mission. And again, all these are hardcore Egyptological prince, ruling principalities. But what's interesting about the fact that they call it OSIRIS is OSIRIS is an, uh, an, etym- an etymological um, transition of what is also Apollos or Apollyon, the great destroyer. Oh, that's interesting. It says, and behold, I saw a star thrown down from the skies. We had a key to the bottomless pit, right? This goes into a lot of what's going on with CERN. 
And it's and they had a king over him, and its name was Apollyon or Apollos, the destroyer. And these things were loosed onto the earth. So what the scientific that's why I say when you read the scriptures on one end, and then you read the scientific community on the other end, they're literally saying the exact same thing. They're saying the exact same thing. And so, yes, they will use this context for their Luciferian you know, agendas of consolidation, one world government, one world religion, mm. central bank digital currencies, you know, passports to come and go, reduction of mobility, consolidation of everything, the removal of all freedom. Absolutely, they will use it to their ends because they believe on the back end of it that they will be able to restructure even biologically, not to mention governmentally, you know, economically, militaristically, they'll be able to restructure and consolidate everything after the fact. So like uh, well, well, one, one phrase, build back better. There you go. Build back better. And as we know, yeah, on the back of every dollar bill, right, and everywhere else is the the phoenix arising out of the ashes in order ab chaos, order out of chaos, right? That that is their pursuit to see this global restoration of Nimrodian Babylonian, you know, centralization be birthed back onto the scene with the intermixing of genetic manipulation and open warfare against the holy god. I mean, it's all interconnected, you know, and that's why I feel like I'm always beating a dead horse because I'm like, if you don't understand the ma- the macro, we won't get the details that are going on. So that's why all this is significant. And, you know, they always use Hollywood to so they're usually I, I've noticed that there's they're generally about four years in advance, whatever they show you now you can expect in about four to six years is typically, you know, seems to be the Hollywood predictive programming. And with the movie Greenland and Don't Look Up and a couple, of, uh, you know, there's that one, I don't sure. know, Holly Berry about the moon, the moon, blah, blah, blah. Like, and even a Geostorm with Gerard Butler and all these, like, they are showing you what they're doing because that's actually what they're doing and they know what's coming next. So that movie don't look up is so radically prescient. I I don't suggest it again because the language is just ridiculous, but it shows you the central planners in the scientific community warning, but then the narcissism of humanity and pop culture being oblivious and making a joke of everything. And then the central planners being so pathetically inept that they literally create a, a campaign around the election cycle where they shout, don't look up, don't look up, whatever you do, do not look up, deny the fear and the threat that's coming because we need to consolidate everything. And the scientists are going, look up, look up, look up. And in the movie, there's this great crescendo where everybody's rallying around this reprobate president saying, don't look up. Don't listen to the data about that. The earth is going to end. Everything's going to go on as normal and we're going to have peak prosperity. And then all of a sudden, while everybody's at this rally, they actually see the asteroid in the sky and then the human chaos factor instantaneously ignites. And is so it, is there any way that Project Blue Beam comes into play here? I, I believe that there's some component of it with even the soft disclosure, UAP, you know, yeah, you program stuff, MUFON, ATEP and all that, that there must be some secondary component that I don't think we'll know until after the fact on how that will be used to I, I, I have a consolidate. Guess. I have a guess. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. It's an alien weapon 
we are at war, we must consolidate, wipe out national governments, one government, one currency. We all need to be on the same page. you got to make sacrifices. This is a threat to humanity, blah, blah, blah. So they use the approaching object as a reason for unification, all of the Independence Day theme in the movie we saw. Yes. Well, and like we even we started out the program with, Dave, that's verbatim what President Ronald Reagan said in his address to the United Nations General Assembly. That all of our differences with see religion, borders, cultural, geopolitical, whatever, all the different identity politics globally would cease to exist if we had a singular unifying alien threat from outer space. I didn't say that. That's what President Ronald Reagan said before the United Nations General Assembly. This is, I can see why you said this is in the middle of tribulation and this will start the the reign of hell three and a half years long um, and with the earth in shambles, building it back better will be done from a satanic perspective and it'll be horrendous. I can see why you believe this. I can see this being a precursor to the three and a half years of misery. Yep. And no, and notice what, what comes in with the B system. It's a system, a governmental system. And the B system is the consolidation. It's consolidation of everything and it's total control of everything. And what's particular about it is that it's with preaching or proclaiming peace and security that he's able to galvanize whatever the system is and the figure of the system is able to galvanize everybody under the singularity of a new religious system, a global centralized religion where everybody's unified, governmental system, economic system, and to a degree, militaristic system. There is scriptures that allude to not everybody's on board, which you would expect, right? Competing interest, not everybody's on board. But this even gets into, Dave, like things that are going on with the deep underground military bases, the bunkers, the, all this talk about off-Earth arcs being built. And again, we see that in movies like and Elon Elise Musk, we must leave the planet. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to leave yeah. the planet. So let's get biblical on it. It specifically says in Obadiah, though you set your nest among the stars, I'll bring you low. Like you're going to try to get off earth because my judgments are coming. Then it says in the book of Revelation that all the great men, all the mighty men, all the generals, all the well, hide themselves in the rock of the earth from the great and terrible day of the Lord. So they're going to try to go mm. in the earth or off the earth because mm. of the judgment Mark, of God. It's Mark all Zuckerberg, biblical. Mark Bucket, yeah. Zuckerberg and... And you got Elon Musk. They're right there. And and let me let me share this with you. This is I'm I'm uh I'm one I'll share two stories with you, Dave. I'm one person removed. So I always give that qualifier. So this is not primary source. I'm one person removed from the source. One was the I won't give the name because I don't want anything to come back on him. But we'll say the top three, you know, in any major corporation you have CFO, C CO, CEO, right? This was the wife in the top three of Cargill, the largest manufacturer in the United States of America, at a dinner party. One, I'm one guy removed from this. This is friends that are related in different intelligence communities eating with them at her dinner party one year ago and under the influence of some alcohol said, 
you know what? You know, they were talking politics and they're talking economies. And I mean, these are in the know. These are the top tier in the know. And they, and and she is quoted as saying it doesn't really matter because and we only have about a year and a half anyways. So the till uh, we acquiesce to the Chinese and they come in and take over everything. And then the government gets consolidated uh, in a restructuring of the whole earth. That's what she said. OK, there's one. I'm one person removed from that comment. That was a wife of somebody at Cargill. So huge to contextualize what that means. The other one is I was just told last night, a, a one person removed. He's a high-end uh, electrical engineer. Uh, and um, at levels I don't really understand, but specifically works in the um, per, the the planning and the implementation and the construction aspect of of private sector underground bunkers and and underground bunkers and security shelters for the top tier elite like billionaires and beyond and he was told and i quote last week all of this as he was working on one of them i won't even mention the state or anything he was told all this must be completely done by april 1st because everything is going to change that that's what he's told so so April 1st uh, this year, April 1st of this year said it must be done. Now that doesn't mean something's going to happen right after April 1st, but he's saying that's the imminency of what's going on. So why is this relevant? Because what we see uh, with regards to the data coming out from these space agencies is it is their speculation informed speculation that this Apophis will be visible in the sky sometime into late 2025 and onward. And they know that as soon as it is visible, you're done. You're done as far as being able to control the central planning, to even have mobility, open freeways, highways, byways, shipping lanes, blah, blah, blah. Notice what they're doing with consolidating all the shipping lanes because of what's happening with the the Houthi rockets, right? Suez Canal is done. The Ben Al-Mandeb Strait done. Strait of Gibraltar is being threatened right now. Panama Canal done. Like, everything is systematically being closed in. The dragnet is being closed in. And I, and, and in even this push for electric vehicles and this green movement is to completely eliminate your mobility. Why? It's to reduce mobility. Why do they, why do they the want to do that? Human osmotic pressure, human chaos factor. Mobility equals freedom. Freedom equals increased chaos. They actually, as wicked as they are, they're not stupid. They need to manage the chaos so that things are still functional. If you have guys that aren't showing up to work at the power plant, they're screwed, right? If you have guys that aren't showing up at the water treatment plant or your road workers or your, your high voltage power line guys working in remote areas, you're done. If your trucks can't move, your ships can't move, you're done. So they, they actually do need a degree of uh, we call it calculated risk in my world of emergency management. They take calculated risk in a way that they can still manage the chaos without losing total control. That's why it's all about 2025, because they know when this thing is seen in the sky, you just done lost the narrative, for lack of a better word, right? Like you lost it. Chaos. Everybody's going to go full gangbusters on self-preservation. And there, and like even their simulations discovered, the number one threat is human chaos factor, not the asteroid. It's people. 
Humanity are the problem. Humanity are dangerous, especially when they're under the uh, under high intensity fear and critical humanity is the most humans are the most dangerous animal in the animal kingdom, for lack of a better word. As soon as a fear response is triggered in them, I know that from personal experience because we can use higher level thinking to augment our panic. Where animals will just will like just kind of a knee jerk reaction. We can actually plan how devastatingly evil we want to be. Exactly. Um, it, it would we only got about uh, two minutes left? But it, so I wanted to ask the question this way, in a way of conclusion: Is revival a possibility to push this back? No, I don't believe so. I, I, I personally, this is just my opinion, and and that's fine. I mean, I mean, people can disagree with it. That's why you're on my show? I want your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't subscribe at all to the emotionally predatory language of revival that's going around out there in the NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, Dominionism, Preterist, Amillennialist type ilk. Uh, that is highly emotionally predatory. And the reason why I say I don't subscribe to it is you don't get revival without repentance, and there is no repentance in the land. That's my, that's my now, point. That's my point. You'd have yeah. to repent and then have revival. That's where I was going with my question. But you don't see that as a logical uh, development, do you? No, I don't. And and I do believe as much as the elites will spin all the narrative and manipulate it and massage it and dis and misinformation it, that this is from the hand of God and they know it. And that's why they're all preparing. Like they, the, the occultists and the adepts and the global elite and the deep state, they're more in tune to the word and who God is than, than the Christians could ever be. Well, they know their, they know their enemy, Jamie. They know their enemy. And so I believe that they absolutely unequivocally know that this is the judgment of God. And that's why, um, they're doing everything to try to fight against it. Now, Dave, I know we're, we're running short on time, but as this grenade in the room before we get out of here is that that gets into the entire, uh, I can't even think, not the green movement. What do they call it? Not geoengineering. What, what's the thing everybody talks about? Climate change, right? That, that, that's the basis for this is so that you will actually dismiss that it's God's judgment on the earth. And even the earth changes coming because of the space bodies and blah, 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 and gravitational pulls and magnetospheric changes right. and, and all these things. I got, I got to, I got to close this, Jamie. So let me say yeah, this. Go for it. What you're saying, and I want to put it in conclusion. Uh, this is God's, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah for the earth. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, and you better get on your knees. You better repent. Salvation is personally available. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, God's on your side. They're not. Jamie, absolutely fascinating. Thank you for your time. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. I appreciate it. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. 
But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.